Before we dive into the subject of anxiety and useless anxieties and what soothes or triggers anxiety, I want to say that I'm going to have a couple of, I'm going to try to have somebody join me on this discussion about anxiety and I want to see what other people have. As you've read in the description, there are seven incredibly annoying things that anxiety causes us to do. Um, yeah, and I think there's one of them that I definitely excel in, which is overthinking and freaking out over something that was said or done, wondering if it was like a crazy, like a horrible idea or there's nothing good that comes out of anxiety. It's absolutely hindersome and useless. I just don't know why that even exists. You know, I want to hear from you guys what you think, you know, what are your your triggers and your anxiety stoppers? Some of my anxiety stoppers, believe it, one of them, which I don't get to do very often, is saging my house. For that moment, it is the most free falling moment ever. You just feel so calm and relaxed when you stage your house like you don't want to talk to nobody. You don't want to, you don't want to do nothing. You just want to like enjoy that moment. It's like an extremely nostalgic moment. I think I need to do that more often because my anxiety levels are so freaking high, like a lot. Um, a lot of people don't believe I have anxiety, but trust me, just because you see me doing all types of things, you have no idea what was going on and behind the scenes for it to happen. So just chill and you see behind the scenes then you'll see why it takes me a long time to do certain things because anxiety is incredibly debilitating I can go on forever about this but I want to get some folks on board to talk about this because I don't want to be the only one talking about anxiety I hope I can get either Samar or Momo Bites to join me um, because it would be great to have other voices or anyone else um, we could even do a part two about anxiety, um, episode part two, if you, if anyone finds this interesting enough to engage some more. Ooh, so, like, anxiety, like, I'm going to share my little piece of it first before we dive in, just like with my other episode about weird experiences with IEPs and 504s. I shared a little bit of background first, and then we dove into everything else. Um, oh, great. It's insane. It's what? 1.48 in the morning. I shouldn't even be up at this time. But I just finished wrapping up a different podcast. And that took four days or two or four days to put together because I wanted to make sure I had my friends on board. Meanwhile, I was putting this one together. So I had two drafts hanging around until I finally got it all like together so yeah let's see what else I can come up with and I hope you guys find it interesting I really really want to get some other voices involved in this podcast about useless anxiety and if I get a chance to I would read through some of the seven of the annoying things that happens when you have functioning anxiety when we have another voice on board
Was good. Not much. Happy Sunday, and I'm just chilling and stuff. I'm. Wow. How's it going? Did your like? How long did it take your headache to get the hell out of here? Mm, I don't know. I kind of just fell asleep, and when I woke up, I was fine. Good. 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 Good stuff. So, guys, this is Momo Bites again. You know, with me, Casper, with an H. So, you know, today we're going to talk about anxiety. And I think I'm going to take a piece from the last episode that we published about the IEPs, which, by the way, got a lot of applause. So, <laughs> which meant it was a good hit. Um, most likely people can relate to our experiences, the both good and the bad experiences. And I hope I can get some people to submit some messages, which I've actually have had people do. Um, so thanks, Momo, for making that happen. Because, yeah, I didn't want to be talking to a phone by myself. And today, guys, you <laughs> might hear a voiceover in the background because I don't have my um, earpiece on today. So if you hear a little chipmunk noise, that's my voiceover on my iPhone. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. You know, anxiety issues. What, like, what triggers your anxiety? Um, when all attention is on me. So, for I go to school and a lot of my classes, I have to do a lot of presentations. So, when all eyes are on me up there, woo, it yeah. is <laughs> bad. Like, I quiver, I shake, uh, my teeth chatter at times. Sometimes I'm completely fine, and other times, not at all. Like, I recently had to do a presentation. Girl, (laughs) I went up there, and I already do, like, short presentations. I'm really good at shortening what I already wrote Uh to get out of there quick. (laughs) I think I did, like, a two-minute presentation because I was... (laughs) I was Two minutes so fast. Yeah, I'm really when I say I do not like to be up there, I do not like to be up there. And it was supposed to be five minutes, but I finished it in like two. I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna take and read what I wanna take and shorten everything. Shit. <laughs> yeah, that's and definitely that whole thing, for sure. I think my knee bucked like twice. Whoa, that's extreme. Yeah, I, I really don't like... Ooh, if I don't have to present, I won't present at all. Oh, like, in wait. high school, the teacher kind of gave you the option to present. It was either you present or you take a low grade, and I didn't care. I took the low grade. Damn. <laughs> wow. I've known some people to have, like, fears of being in front of, like, crowds of people, but for some odd reason... I don't have a problem with presenting, even with some, even being somebody with anxiety. 
I have anxiety, but for some odd reason, I really don't have an issue with presenting on stage. Because the thing is, for me, my logic behind that is, if you can't really see the people in the audience, then they're good as they're as good as non-existent. They don't have to be scared. I don't know if that makes any sense, but no, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> that makes perfect them, so. sense. Um, Just tell them don't don't say nothing otherwise. Be like, oh yeah, you're in the crowd. I'm gonna be like, I'm, I still don't give a damn because um, I've already decided that if I made a mistake, I know how to improvise and play it off. <laughs> See, I'm I'm truthfully, I'm not too sure where mine came from. I want to say most of it, I have to think most of it came from the time I started presenting in middle school because when I was presenting in elementary, I used to do talent shows and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I had no problem of getting on stage then. Was it something someone said that didn't feel too nice or something? Or some overly critical person who probably couldn't do what you were just doing? It could have been, but truthfully, I can't. It could have been, but truthfully, I can't remember it. I know there may have been one or two incidents with just confrontation between me and a teacher about a report because I I had got up there and she had made us do like a four, three-page paper report I think I had about four pages in complete Spanish mm-hmm. that I had to read and talk about to the class and I really did not want to do it because my Spanish sucks <laughs> ooh, it is I mean is the class for you to improve on it anyway yeah but it wasn't okay so my teacher was like gone half the school year we had a substitute who would just sit on her butt and she ain't teach the class so I mean like you went to class and you kind of fooled around maybe or you did whatever work you wanted to do and you kind of just talked to who you wanted to talk to hang out with who you want to talk to as long as you got your work done who cares see that's the thing that makes anxiety useless because what good is it but All she decided she wanted to be teacher like all of a sudden like towards the end of the school Uh year and she was just like write a paper write a four to three page paper and present it to the class and she was not giving you that option of where you could sit down and take a long read she was just like you're either going to present or you get an F and I was just like well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, <so> that was, <laughs> that'll definitely give you that freaking bubble gut sensation that's one of the things that anxiety does it literally makes you want to take a shit or you gotta piss a lot all of a sudden and, and you just can't told stop yep and I had already told you like even like my pronunciation for English sometimes isn't too well and I have a hard time reading words and I pause a lot. So let me tell you, me and my very monotone voice, because I do read without any type of emotion. It can get really monotone and dry and sad real quick. 
Uh, up there and I'm going sentence by sentence and I'm dragging it out like this <laughs> is torture for me I feel like this is just torture for me I don't even think I got through the whole thing I think I may have gotten through a paragraph before I just sat down because I couldn't do man that is just that is definitely something that will cause you to get anxiety like I, I kind of sort of know a little bit of where my anxiety came from the rest of it it's it was it was just weird how it just appeared over the years and I guess we talked a little bit about it in the other podcast that we did together um about the IEP so guys if you mm-hmm. haven't gotten a chance go listen to that episode um so that'll explain a little bit more I don't want to like be redundant like repetitive and keep saying it over but that's where the anxiety came from those lousy meetings and what happens with me is I'll I'll get anxious and then all of a sudden I'll just get extremely agitated and I'll just blow up on people that cause it that you know they provoke this situation and then when you explode on them all of a sudden you're this big scary person and all they have to do is leave you the fuck alone in the first place See, I couldn't have had explode up on anybody because I definitely would have gotten in trouble. Like, of how I was raised, my parents always raised it and hmm, pounded it into my head. Like, you need to think of your teacher like your parent. I don't talk back to my parents. Don't talk back to your teacher. And now there were times that I did it. Anyway. <laughs> I, I get to a point where, like, there's a certain limit that I can tolerate with people before I'm just like, I don't care who you are, I'm going to just explode kind of shit. Like, See, I do that now. In school, when I was younger, no. I kind of bit my tongue a lot, which did no, cause some degree not. of bullying because I was too damn quiet at times. So people thought I was easy and I was very emotional too so that did not help yeah me too like believe it or not I was definitely a very emotional person but also explosive at the same time too like just leave them alone it was like a one of those ticking bombs just don't bother them and you'll be fine because a lot of the stuff that was said or done actually hurt a lot of their feelings like the teachers come over and be like what you said to me earlier hurt my feelings and I'd be like I don't care (laughs) (laughs) or (laughs) because you know in my mind I'm just there sitting there minding my own business doing my own work and here they come nitpicking well I don't think you're doing this good enough and it was done as best as possible you know you're asking me to do a very visual thing I can't fulfill that because I don't have that visual understanding of what it is you need me to do. So, of course, I'm going to get annoyed. Like, hello, do you realize what you're doing right now? You're forcing me to do something I have no concept or understanding of how to do visually because I lack that visual stimulation at that moment. And then I would just erupt. And then later on, they want to have a little conversation on the side talking about just standing there all sniffling like you look look at you you look old you look, you're a big old crybaby right now 
my feelings got hurt because of what you said. And then you'd get even more sad because I told you I don't care. Because now I'm just agitated by you. Mm, I've never had a teacher come up to me and talk about I don't hurt their feelings. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to laugh. <laughs> Even if I said something mean or said something <laughs> that they didn't like, it was never a thing of, oh, I hurt your feelings. If anything, you were getting a write-up or in-house or something. I think in middle school... I was losing patience because now I really don't got no patience. I go zero to 100 real quick. <laughs> but I pick and choose my battles. Like, I'm not about to go zero to 100 on my boss, even when she pisses me off. I'm slowly going to get there. <laughs> I pick and choose now as an adult, like much older. I pick and choose what is worthy of me going off on. It's still really hard to ignore stupidity. I, I, I just can't tolerate stupidity. I can't tolerate stupid people. I know I sound like a grouchy old person, but really, honestly, like, there's a lot of things people should know better. And they still go do a stupid shit like that. Like, well, that's, that's because they can thing. play ignorant. Which no, is annoying. I, I can't. I cannot. I cannot tolerate it. So... I'll ignore the hell out of someone because I know that they're saying something stupid, and I'm like, "You're not gonna, you're not gonna raise my anxiety. I would prefer to go off on you first. Instead, you're not getting that part of me. <laughs> so that's how I've been controlling my anxiety is to immediately fend off the person or immediately target the situation that's creating it, cut it." before it even grows kill it before it even spreads and move along with my day I don't give anything any time to like consume more space in my life because I'm like I'm only getting older and I can't let people play games with me because you're not they're not worth my anxiety going up yeah I gotta say I don't have no time for people. So even let's say, even if there be like people who try to raise it, I kind of just ignore them, walk away. <laughs> I don't got no time to be talking to you. Get out of my face. Because all I can think of is, you know, life. You you know, you pick and choose. You can control your experiences. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you really can't. Exactly. Um, But sometimes there are people that you have in your life that you could easily remove them without even telling them. Just cut them off. Don't talk to them no more. That's it. You know, you don't have to announce to everybody who you're talking to anymore. Just don't. That's it. Very true. I be taking a break from people. Like I got friends who I just feel are very dependent on me at times. Like emotionally Mm -hmm. and everything else and I just be like oh okay so I'm not gonna talk to you for a while and or I bluntly text them I need a break and I don't talk to them for three four or five months at a time and I'm just like hey what are you doing it be that way sometimes it's it's just it is the way the fuck it is period <laughs> like forgetting one of my friends oh my god I swear she was like breathing down my neck at one point I was like look okay 
you're gonna have to step 20 paces back and don't call me don't (laughs) don't speak to me do not even breathe the same air as me back up and I like I stopped a couple of months Sorry, guys. I don't know what the heck that was, but I'm still going to use that other audio, and I'm just going to bridge this audio together. So I'm back and reconnected with Momo Bites. It was an anchor issue, not us. Um, so you were saying before the disconnect happened, you know, um, you have to take a break from people for a couple of months or what? Oh, yeah. Like you just. You just have to take a break. I took that break and then we started hanging out again. And when I feel like they're a little too clean, I take another break. I I just really don't like clingy people either. Like if I feel like you're too clingy, I take a step back, like a strong step back. All the way back. <laughs> what I usually do is whenever I feel like this person is giving me anxiety. I'll like I'll literally walk away from them while they're talking and just be like, "Have a nice day." I'm sorry. I just I find that it's if you're still being too nice to people and you have anxiety issues, they will take advantage of your nice side and just mm-hmm. keep adding on to your anxiety, and then they won't leave you alone, and they'll keep sticking around, and it's just. You have to really be that abrupt about it sometimes and just just an immediate drop, like drop them like that. It sounds unrealistic. It, sound, it sounds irrational, but when you're dealing with anxiety that's very, very included in your life, then you just gotta like do what you need to do and like, make them stop and back off. Because, yeah. That could lead to other health issues like not trying to sound like a health expert or a doctor, but it's pretty self-explanatory. When you get anxiety, you get headaches, you get these weird stomach problems, and your heart's racing fast, and I guess it elevates your blood pressures and shit. Mm-hmm. That's going to give you some new issues that you don't need. So Stressful, prefer... you may not eat. Mm-hmm. I've had those times where I haven't eaten anything because of anxiety. Like, my stomach is full of anxiety. I usually get that when I'm about to travel or I have to go into a very intense meeting and I'm like, oh shit, I don't even think I want my coffee because that's just going to contribute to the need to use the restroom. Um, Or like just traveling, you know, airplanes and stuff. Um, I've had some very unpleasant experiences with TSA. Um, So like once I'm done getting past that weird part of my travel experience, I could tell that I'm slowly coming down from that anxiety high, and I can actually even tolerate a cup of water. There's nothing I can do about that, except 
hope that they don't accuse me of having an air pocket in my groin like they did last time. Coming from Michigan back to Massachusetts. No. Just weird. I think the closest for me is like one time I felt so bad I almost threw up. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, I'm just happy I did it. Like some other girl did. A lot of people seem to have like this reaction that when one person throws up, they throw up too. Thank God that I'm not that person. Like you can throw up and I just be like, ew. I'm not about to have this chain reaction throw up with you. Like throwing up don't do none of that. That's disgusting. There's a lot of throw up to clean up then. Yeah, for real. But I know a couple (laughs) people who are like that. Like (laughs) I was hoping my friend babysit her nephew. Tell me why one of them got hurt and he ended up throwing up too and she was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> <I was> just <laughs> like <laughs> she was like this is why I can't be a nurse this is not for me throwing up and blood and blah blah oh my god this is not for me I'm just like oh my god chill out I am not try- I mean I don't have that reaction if someone barks I'll, I'll have enough like stability to even help clean up Oh, I'm not going to help clean up. I'm just going to be like, ew, gross. (laughs) I'll help clean up and I'll just like seriously sanitize the entire area and even stick the person in a goddamn shower. Like you need to shower, wash your face, brush your teeth and your tongue because you got throw up chunks in your mouth probably. Blow your nose because it probably went up your nose too. Ew. Ew. Yuck. (laughs) But I don't think... I've ever had the reaction where I would throw up when somebody else barks or I don't get grossed out when when there's blood. Me neither. Um, I'm just no. like, clean it up. It's not that hard. Believe it or not, the one thing that really does gross me out was when I used to be able to watch the doctors remove parasites from people's bodies, like worms and stuff like that, from someone's intestines that looked like noodle strings because it was a billion... Worms See, that getting ain't pulled gross. out of their intestines. That ain't gross me out. I just yeah. Like <laughs> that was just like a oh, full blown on, Ugh, creepy. And usually, I only seen stuff like that in horror movies. So I have to say, I really don't like horror movies. Like I will skip a horror movie too. Anything else, I will watch yeah. everything but a <laughs> horror movie. I'll do action, but I don't. I do not like horror. Oh my god. Anytime, especially when I was like a little kid, anytime like a horror movie came on and I knew like a scary part was coming up, and you could always tell if the tone of the music or how it was playing out to be. If I knew somebody was dying, I would have to go to the bathroom and I would come back, <laughs> go to the bathroom. I, I think I did so many bathroom breaks, it was was even funny. Like, I could sit through a horror movie now, but I still jump, I jump yeah. or I flinch. Even if it's get... not something too scary, if there's a, like jump scares in there, I'm automatically jumping. I'd be so mad at myself sometimes. I send those pop scares, like those pop-up scare videos to my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I hope she hasn't seen this yet. So she's like, last time I sent her something that popped up in the screen, she literally threw her iPad. <laughs> I don't get caught with those very often. It's kind of like, okay, well, move the screen away, turn the volume down, and then it pops up. 
aren't you lucky yeah because there was one where she actually you know spiders especially like bugs like if there's a bug video of someone getting a bug pulled out of their ear or something okay that creeps that that grosses me out it's just nasty like ew your whole body clenches up and it's like okay did they get the whole bug out of there then you start getting all anxious because you're not sure if the bug is like fully dead or didn't leave any eggs inside of somebody's ear or nose it's disgusting ah, that's gross <laughs> yeah my friend was telling me her little nephew got lice I was just like oh poor baby oh gotta cut all the hair off I guess yeah or wash it out I don't know what she said she's going to the store now to go get whatever she needs to go get for him he's like two I'm just like how he get that <laughs> Oh no, two-year-olds. Ah, that's a bummer. Well, hopefully they get it out as quickly as possible so that he can be a normal two-year-old, like having, you know, two-year-old fun. Probably from daycare, I guess. Could be. But I don't think so, because I think his mom is a stay-at-home mom. Oh. Probably. But, yes. Dealing with people who feed into those triggers. It's kind of like when when you're noticing an episode of anxiety getting ready to come up it kind of feels like this long scary shadow that's chasing you kind of thing yeah it's not nice it's a very overwhelming dark isolating feeling um it's useless and all it does is impede your process your progress with stuff it has caused me to take forever to do a travel trip like to visit people it's even caused me to prolong and procrastinate on certain things and you know I have to like reassure myself that whatever it is I'm trying to do is going to be fine and I don't have to worry about anxiety like it's there but it's doing nothing it's just useless and that's why I called the podcast you know useless anxiety because it's useless and all it does is get in your way and screws with you um there are some folks who are experiencing it to the point where it's debilitating and all it does for most of us is just slow us down and trips up trips us up you know mm-hmm. so if you have any ideas of a podcast that you want to do in the future and you want me to join, uh, just send me the link from Anchor and we will collaborate together. This time it's going to be a short one because, yeah, I have other ideas of what I want to do a podcast for and it's fun recording with you. Um I was really kind of hoping to get Sam R on board too, but we understand that she can't join us and that's okay. But at least we got another another voice. We got you 
uh, Momo Bites. So I want to just say thanks for joining me on this podcast about useless anxiety and stuff. Though we didn't really talk about how to stop it, it's just it is the way it is. Yeah, I'm about to Uh, say, I have no idea how to stop mine. Like, it comes and it goes. Like, sometimes I get up in front of an audience and I am okay. And other times, woo, it's bad. It really is. It's it's annoying. Like it only comes when I have intense meetings, or if I have to try and maintain professionalism, and somebody is just really, really pushing it. And the only thing I can do is just step out, take a couple of deep breaths, like twenty deep breaths, twenty long deep breaths, and go back and deal with this person because yeah or yeah (laughs) but outside of the professional aspect easy just tell the person what it is you need to tell them and if their feelings are hurt then they'll know not to bother you next time (laughs) leave you alone (laughs) let you sit there chilling stop bothering people because that's another thing people love to bother folks but as soon as you explode or you react in the way that they don't expect you to then then all of a sudden you're the bad person for just not wanting to deal with their shit you know well guys I hope you enjoyed listening to these two portions that got split in half um and hopefully you guys stay tuned for whatever's next that we have in store for you. Uh, thanks Momo Bites for joining. Anything else you want to say before we end? No. Alright. So guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, feel free to share some stories about your anxiety episodes or what you do to stop it or slow it down. Um, talk soon. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hey, sorry about that. I don't know what that was. Oh, it's cool. It's cool. So, um... Thanks for um, wanting to, you know, record with me. And uh, it's great that Facebook is around to help with this podcasting. Yeah. Uh, how are you? I am doing great. What about you? I am doing great as well. I'm happy right about now. I'm glad that this is, you know, finally reconnected. I have no clue what the heck that was. Yeah. So, I'm not yeah. Even <laughs> <laughs> so um you want to tell you want to talk about what your podcast channel is in general i know we talked about doing a rant and i cannot wait to get into that (laughs) yes so rantify is basically a collective podcast where anyone can rant about just about anything so it can't what what it can't not be it cannot be racist it cannot implement hate speech or discrimination those are things that are prohibited on the podcast but other than that you can ramble about anything you want to oh nice (laughs) well 
thing that's been kind of weighing on my mind right about now is the whole like Notre Dame church. Oh my and goodness. Yeah, that's been the in the money all week. The money part is what's been really daunting. Like Flint, Michigan has not had clean water in a long time. Uh, and they got $77 million, but they call it a loan, but they don't have to reimburse it. Like, huh? What? Exactly. Like, what the heck? That that really shocked me. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. I, I just know I just know that it was on fire and they was trying to put it out before it caused more expensive damage. Right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to be selfish or anything, but this is something that's just a tourist attraction. And yeah, that's been around for hundreds of years. And it's not even an American problem at the moment. We have things that we need to fix for ourselves. Homelessness, Flint, Michigan's uh, water crisis that's been going on for a good couple of years. Right. Uh, people even made jokes about it. That was not funny. Uh-oh. That was not funny, no. No. Nah. Dumb people, dumb people, children, and everybody else going without water, and you think it's a joke? It's not funny at all. Cause it I is not Steve funny. Because I Steve Harvey made a joke about them, but they went after him real quick. <laughs> right. Like, that's not <laughs> funny. Imagine you were in a predicament that most of these people are in. Yeah, I wouldn't like that at all. That's not cool. You know? Not so cool. I feel bad for them. And yeah, I feel bad for them. Like, they got no water. They have to worry about whether it's going to infect them or not. That's not cool. It's just a, to- a load of poison that was crazy but you know i heard that they are uh flint is going to sue the u.s government like oh for my. for the damages i hope they get all the the reparations that they deserve yeah that they deserve because they deserve every penny uh-huh and more um and another thing that america needs to work on is you know like not only the um the flint thing but also education. They keep on defunding public public education. I know that's what got that's what gets on my nerves. Like you need to put that money towards new textbooks. Like these students ain't got new textbooks, new technology, but that's the money is going somewhere towards something else. I agree. And you're gonna go send? No, I don't think not one red penny. Yes, I know that France helped us during a war some time ago, but right now. We have to worry about ours first, and then whatever right. residuals can possibly go to y'all. Just as long as our folks here are are okay and well taken care of first. Exactly. Homelessness, seniors going without the medication. Ooh, and like the uh, the diabetics that have to pay thousands of dollars for insulin in order to stay alive. Oh my goodness! How about fix that too? And that and that kind of hits home because my sister's diabetic and she's uh, uh, eighteen and she's about to be eighteen years old in August. So that kind of hits home for me. I don't even think anybody, whether they're working or not, should have to pay to stay alive. Right. We should not right. have to pay to stay alive. Like we should be giving free medication to those who can't get it, especially if they don't got no job and they got the health condition. You don't know what these people got to go through. Mm-hmm. They have to ration. A couple of like thousands of people have died because they had to ration their insulin. What type uh, of BS is that? Like, That's crazy. like what kind of stuff is that? Like I'm man, that just a hit home for me. Oh yes, um, I got a couple of family members who are diabetics as well, 
so when I hear about this I'm like oh really you guys really actually trying to like fund another country's problem right when you can be putting all that money towards things that actually matter right France got they got a lot of money they have a whole lot of money they don't need none of America's little alone money like America has its own problems enough so right yeah that was one thing that was like that's one thing with a bunch of things it's a t- like a tortilla of things that I had weighing on my mind that I wanted to address on this podcast with you and yes. I wanted to say thank you for letting me come on and say all of this because it's an important situation yes yeah, very well, important it's- and it's very current that needs to be addressed agreed um, so many I can go on about all the things that are necessary to get fixed instead of donating the money outside of US like um, a whole lot of stuff with places that still haven't recovered from Hurricane Katrina You're right um, all of that we got our own stuff you know I don't want to sound selfish or anything but it's clearly it's clear as day Mm-hmm. that these things need to be fixed what are your yeah. what are your thoughts my my thoughts is basically kind of like likewise kind of like likewise to yours it's like most of the most i hear in the news all the time where all this money goes but i never see on the news where money goes to because i i live in detroit and I, but i'm in east lansing at michigan state for college and i oh, used to go yeah. to yeah i used to go to a detroit public school and we barely didn't have enough money to support for textbooks or new technology so for like the first few months we were really struggling to give everybody a textbook for the whole entire school year and I just found that to be like so interesting how they put money towards other things on the news but they can never put anything for education so I kind of I agree with you on that oh no like I believe education matters it's a very important thing it's your own it's just we got to prepare the leaders for the future you know right and you mentioned Detroit <laughs> you, you're gonna laugh at this um, coincidentally I just happened to be wearing a Detroit sweatshirt from when I visited in October <laughs> <laughs> and I went to see Snoop Dogg living my best life up there back then oh yeah that's my favorite song <laughs> hell yeah my favorite song hell yes <laughs> but yes i do agree with some of the issues and i'm glad you brought it up on this podcast mm-hmm. very happy so it's so much so much going on in this world now and I, and I can just imagine what next year gonna look like with a new president Oof. I can just i'm watching it. all of this from massachusetts i grew up in boston wow and yeah, I grew up in Boston, originally from Florida. Um, and Florida, ooh, that state, I'm embarrassed by it because it's crazy. What the hell? Like, last time I checked, there was a guy in Florida who was throwing a baby alligator back inside the water. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm never surprised by what I feel like my home state. Like, dude, y'all are wild. Man, wild. Massachusetts itself is just, you know, Massachusetts. It's crazy. I'm, yeah. It's very crazy. So I want to learn a little more about what you do on your podcast. Like, give me, give me a little background on how that is. Okay, so on my podcast, we talk about almost a lot of anything. 
Um, and so basically the surrounding subject would be disability advocacy and stuff like that. Wow. I am, I'm someone from within the blind community. And so there's a lot of things we talk about that people may not know about and we bring right to those subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, like traveling with really expensive equipment and you know equipment for the blind like braille displays and whatnot uh-huh. and those things get broken by tsa and nobody gets held responsible oh, i have no. filed some legislation to make them become held accountable right but and for let that. Me tell you, it is insanely hard to get legislations and legislators to listen to you to listen and do anything exactly so you basically have to like literally sit there screaming and hooting and hollering for them right. to even look in your direction. <laughs> exactly. Like back in Detroit, you have to literally protest to get what you want. I see. I see. Um, there's been a lot of that. I have actually, I visited um, Detroit and I've seen a lot of the houses that were empty. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, like, what is going on? I mean, I understand what's going on. Like, the economy and uh, GM, General Motors, is that? Yeah. They yeah. Um, lost, or they, I guess they closed down or whatever, and they, a lot of people lost jobs. Oh, my. And, which no longer, I guess, would you say Detroit is still Motor City without GM or no longer Motor City? I would say they are still the Motor City because we still do because they still do have some of their biggest manufacturers like Ford. Um, I for, I, I forget the others. I'm kind of lost in the history of Detroit, but um, <laughs> I I would still call themselves the Motor City because they're always coming out with new cars at the auto show and stuff. So I will I also call them the Motor City. Oh, cool. Because I would say if I had some kind of like power over anything I would say reopen the GM right reopen that factory install those jobs back again exactly that way that way not that many people are unemployed because I see people like out on the street just without jobs and I'm thinking maybe they can reopen that factory and jobs can immediately become I mean the media chooses what they want to let us folks know so I'm looking in from the outside so mm-hmm. I may not know a lot of what you guys know because you guys are on the inside. So right. like, I'll ask questions to a friend of mine that's living there about what may not be on the media. And I learned a lot about what they did not put on the media. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. they're selective. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that is all the time that we have for this um, episode. But I will definitely promote your podcast since it sounds interesting and listen more to it. Definitely. I'll do the same for yours. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being on air with me. No problem. Have a good one. You was- Bye. Bye. are interested in sharing a story or any feedback or whatever on whatever you just heard um, either recently or like uh, hundreds of episodes ago you can send me an email to casu 
305 at outlook.com. And I'll say it again. C-A-S-U-305 at outlook.com. So guys, I want to give you a quick synopsis of the other episodes me and Momo Bites worked on regarding that useless thing called anxiety. Sense. Um, with the IEP meetings and stuff, I hid from one. But they still found me anyway. I guess I didn't hide far enough. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they had school security scouring all four floors. Of course they were going to find me. Um, But I was like, oh, well, just go to the meeting. And I didn't have that ridiculous teacher. I hated going to those meetings because of the the feeling it gave you. It made your anxiety go up. Mm -hmm. And I, I finally found a name to put to the bubble guts one of the things that anxiety used to do to me a lot and still does sometimes it makes you have the urge to take a shit very often or piss so much for your message i love your podcast um i definitely favorite your podcast um please feel free to check out mine and hit the favorite button if you like what you hear um thanks again i love what you're doing on anchor hey so i heard your um your video voice message and let me know when you're ready to cross promote i'm ready when you are i'm on vacation right now I'll be back in effect as of Saturday Eastern Time. So let me know. I'm ready to um, ready to cross promote. Ready to be on your podcast. You be on mine, and you know, let's make this happen. Let's make history.